Yeah. Aesthetically, it's I like the ugliest that. ship ever, I feel. That's Slave 1. That's yeah. Also in the video games, it was extremely underpowered. But yes, it is just the name of a ship. Will you because be Slave 2? There is a Slave 2. <laughs> <laughs> I did... Welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for beer news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man who really just wants to go to Tashi Station to get some power converters, <laughs> Rob Fisher. We'll play with your friends later. <laughs> <laughs> with me, as always, is the man who's just a little bit too tall to be a stormtrooper, Mike Albright. We would be remiss without the hostess who isn't afraid to negotiate with an activated thermal detonator, <laughs> Emily Landis. And of course, the man whose audio wizardry means he can adjust tone and pitch with the power of just the force. The man far, far too handsome to be frozen in carbonite, Jesse Clark. Today is December 2nd. <laughs> uh, today is December 2nd, and we're recording episode 66, a long pint ago in a bar far, far away. For more information on any of the segments from today's show, visit our website at www.blindtigerpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. Our podcast is available on Stitcher, and our entire catalog of episodes is on SoundCloud as well. We provide news, reviews, and just about anything involving brews. Don't miss out and subscribe today. While both Hunger and Thirst in the Fridge have ustered in December with Monster Imperial Stout Black Friday events, it is for another Imperial that we eagerly await. Yes, only a scant few days remain until Star Wars Episode Six. Disney makes a buttload of cash. <laughs> it is both the delicious dark brew and the continuance of a storied franchise that we dedicate both this episode and this question. Luke's unyielding love may have changed his, his father Vader's, spoiler alert, mind about the whole dark side thing. But we believe that that was not his only hope, but that there was another way. Maybe a stout, perhaps? If you could choose one stout to turn Vader's heart back to the light side, what would it be and why? So, Mike. All right. Those who listen to the show avidly. Hi, Jerry. Now <laughs> that we kind of got stuck in a rut with our movies. We talk about Star Wars, and we talk about, yes, the Big Lebowski. I can't help myself, and rather than wait for a Shut the Fuck Up Donnie-themed episode, I'll just put it here. <laughs> Luke would know that a little sweet goes a long way and knows that there is good in Vader. He can see it. So he would give him a, quote, Hey, careful, man, there's a beverage here. Sweet milk stout by Pipeworks <laughs> Brewing Company. Vader would try to crush the can with his force choke hold, but before he could do that, he would think about that time Walter brought the fucking Pomeranian bowling and just bust out laughing. He'd grab Luke around the neck, give him a noogie, and Bob's your Uncle Owen. He'd be free of corrupting of the corrupting nature of the Force and embrace the light side. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. He'd be out of his element. Yeah, he would be a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. The big Lebowski Vader. Mm-hmm. He'd be so chill, but somehow would still end up uh, taking over the galaxy. Not that Skywalker, the other Skywalker. Skywalker right. <laughs> the millionaire Skywalker. <laughs> Brant's kind of like, I don't know, C-3PO? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He always gets befuddled. Oh, oh my. Mm, yes. mm. Walter is definitely Chewbacca. You definitely want to let Walter win. <laughs> and Donnie can be R2-D2. The most beloved. Yeah. It's all about him. It's true. Mm. So Emily, what did you come up with? Well, I'd uh, take Vader out to the Outer Rim and on the ice planet Hoth 
instead of a wampa terrifying us and dragging us back to its ice cave, uh, it would be a Yeti dragging um, us in for one of many delicious brews. Yes, Darth and I might get started with a uh, espresso uh, stout and then move on to uh, the oatmeal and you know end the night with the original uh, Imperial Yeti stout one of my favorites so the way you said that it was kind of like you were romancing him into the light side <laughs> come in vader we're gonna start off with a little oh coffee bean that stout and then we're gonna move so... in a little lighter oatmeal stout yeah. and then we'll just finish delightfully in front of this wampa fire yeah the wampa fire there you go <laughs> <laughs> and i thought this tasted good <laughs> on the outside <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we get you a little bit more on the light side <laughs> How did that quote not make that 50 quote thing that you just showed? 50 Shades of Grey Force? There were a lot of things wrong with that. The top 50 quotes of Star Wars, that that did not make it in. God damn it. That's ludicrous. But I was going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. (laughs) That droid's got a bad motivator. (laughs) Best delivery ever. (laughs) Hey, what are you trying to pull here? (laughs) Well, speaking of which... um, well, Anakin would say, Mom, you said that the biggest problem in the universe is no one helps each no other. Good. <laughs> <laughs> or he said, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> Boo. Or, 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 or wow. uh, Padme says to him, uh, you're not all powerful, Annie. And he said, well, I should be. Or then there's another line where he says, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and gets everywhere. Not like here. So Every, romantic. Here everything is soft and smooth. So for him, I found a, um, by some company or some group named uh, Sweech, it's the Bitch Slap Porter. Nice. <laughs> we would just bitch slap him when he's young and straighten him out. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, burp. Female dog slap. <laughs> I believe that a male can be a bitch. Oh. In my opinion, yes. Yeah. I, I, I am. I am not. I'm sex and discrimination. Can men only be little bitches? No. Oh. No. They big fat big bitches. bitches. No, men can be bitches just the same. Wow. I believe in I'm freedom of being any bitch you want to be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm equal opportunity with bitches. I think Jesse just came out as a feminist. How about it, guys? <laughs> I think I have been Emily. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can miss this mannequin. <laughs> oh, that was the statement you were going for. <laughs> Emily, that mannequin, I mean, uh, Jesse, that mannequin has no arms, legs, or head. I'm pretty sure if you were to objectify the female form. That think, is the... I think that's, that's the statement yeah. it's making. Ah, I mean, it I even see. has the chain on the back of it, which you can't see. That's where they would hang it up from. Now I have so to yes, take a picture yeah, of that before it, we go. Yeah, there's, there's more of a statement there. You're just not asking. Gotcha. My nipples are perkier. I thought it gotcha. was porn for a Luddite. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not pursue that uh, Mike you and I are on a level tonight where I'm just picking up what you're laying down but yeah, apparently the rest of us no, are not else. <laughs> anyway I have a very non-unique love-hate relationship with George Luker, Lucas Luker. <laughs> George Luker that's how much I hate George, him George, George Luker <laughs> is he a little bitch uh, yes <laughs> So my immediate visceral reaction is that he is far more Emperor Palpatine than Luke Skywalker. Yet despite his constant mucking with the original Holy Trinity, yes, the original Holy Trinity, screw God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, I'm talking four, five, and six. Wait, I thought we were convincing Vader, not the Emperor. Hold on. Yet despite his constant mucking with the original Holy Trinity, as well as 
nearly single-handedly inventing the modern-day licensing monolithic hmm. industry that we have. His generosity with the many billions, yes, with a B, that he has accrued and yet given to charity is nothing short of heroic. So he basically sold the Star Wars franchise for like $6 billion and donated basically all of it to charity, which is insane. So you can't really hate the guy too much. So if Lucas himself has a heart of gold beneath his dark flannel and denim Sith robes, then perhaps so does the galaxy's biggest force-choking badass, Darth Vader. And while Mike in, Mike seems intent on winning the man over with jovial frivolity of arguably my favorite movie of all time, I'm going to go in another direction. I'm going to scare the epic-loving shit out of a Sith Lord. <laughs> really? Your force oh. lightning means nothing when compared to Spider Wars by Sagar City Brewing Company. Imagine a galaxy-wide battle between interplanetary super spiders. Where is your precious force now, Vader? <laughs> Even Spirit Yoda would be noping the hell out of there. <laughs> Wait, so there are spiders in space? Giant space giant, spiders, giant yes. Space so spiders. Do they, are they in spaceships or are they just kind of like going between planets like big spiders? I think they're just big spiders. That so they don't need spiders. like helmets? They don't, don't need to no. breathe? They're like That's an asteroid they're monster scarier. that didn't need a helmet. Are they kind of like the alien in its juvenile form? You mean a facehugger? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what those things are called. Oh, they're called face huggers. And are they not so terrifying? Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all face warm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this beer would remind the second biggest of baddies that there are scary, scarier things than him in the universe, and he had best join the side of light or else. Sorry, spiders really scare the shit out of me, and the idea of spider wars just got my imagination going. Mm. That would be very terrifying. Yeah. I don't like big spiders. I don't uh, like small spiders. No, really? I, 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 and when I'm teaching music theory and I say that the bad things I have to watch out for, we, I call them spiders. Huh. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a spider. There's another spider. I like them. I always um, encourage them to stick around. And if I do... It's fortunate they have a sticky web. Yeah, because they catch the smaller other bugs. It's true. They are great and they're wonderful, but they have eight legs and they fucking are creepy. Oh, but they're little around here. We don't have any big ones. I'm happy for them to hang out yeah. and just stay the fuck away from they me. Hang outside. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Eat the shit outside. Yeah. yeah, stay out there. I find cockroaches to be scarier. I don't mind cockroaches as much. Yeah. Really? I'd yeah. let a cockroach crawl on me. Spider, what? not so much. Oh, a spider? I'd rather I, I would definitely would choose a spider over a cockroach. Nah, cockroach. Uh, cockroach wow. will jump, run off and be away. Cockroach doesn't want to be with you. How many spiders go in your mouth? Story of my life. Yeah. Oh, Cockroaches now. Well, you, you know, you eat like what, eight and a half spiders? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sp- oh. Cockroaches now. When I went to Girl Scout sleepaway camp, I would always check my bed before going to sleep and make sure there were no spiders. But I'd wake up uh, in the morning and there would be spider bites around my feet. And I had mm. slept in my sleeping bag all night long. Yeah. How did those spiders get there? I checked. I checked. Spider Wars, man. Rob, you look Spider concerned. <laughs> maybe they're sneaky fuckers. Maybe you, you got up, or maybe they bit yeah. you or you get the day before, and it they just crawled takes a while. down there. They crawled down. Or there. maybe why would they crawl down the whole way to your feet, bite, it, and then crawl back out? <laughs> no, they probably bit you the day before, and the the welts just didn't form. Oh, right. Doesn't that make sense? You do plan to have beer discussions on this beer. (laughs) 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 Moving on. Let's move on to a little beer news. Beer news. 
We're going to jump straight to national news. Uh, so, Steerling, a little bit of Mike's Thunder. Dogfish Head brews the highest officially documented IBU beer in history. Mm-hmm. So, we've actually, I don't know if it was on the show or not, but we've tasted Mikeller's 1000, which is allegedly 1,000 IBUs, but it's never been certified by anybody. So, of course, <coughs> Dogfish Head, having to be Dogfish Head, decided that they wanted to be on record as having an mm. experimental beer that has the highest number of IBUs. So, the beer... Is Hulaud, H O O L A W D. So put out a press release uh, just last week, and uh, the press release says something along the lines of, "Quote: Dogfish Head has created another boundary-pushing, off-centered ale. This time, it just so happens to be the hoppiest beer ever documented through scientific analysis. While the average IPA lands somewhere between 40 to 60 IBUs, this latest release clocks in." At 658 IBUs, or International Bittering Units. Wow. Hulaud, as it has been affectionately named, comes from the sensation you get after you take your first sip. Uh, end quote. So, yeah, 658 IBUs is pretty ridiculous. Um, it's also pretty stupid because once you start getting up to those high IBU levels, like 80, 90, 100, you're getting diminishing returns on the actual bitterness uh, that you're dumping in there. So I imagine the difference between a 400 IBU beer and this almost 700 IBU beer is probably very insignificant. But I uh, mm. also imagine this can't be freaking delicious. It's got to be pretty terrible. Also, called it, it's called an IPA, but all the pictures on Untapped show it's a very dark dark beer. It looks like a stout. Well, I imagine with all the hops that have been floating. Yeah. Well, I imagine it'd be green by then. They yeah. just Yeah, they just shaved it and put it in the hops. And... I was curious about uh, calculating IBUs because it's kind of a shady art. And uh, I ran into an article that said that it's just like the Scoville unit for measuring the hotness of chilies, the oh. capsaicin in them. Uh, and, it, it you know, there's a limit of detection and beyond which a certain point uh, you just, you know, there's nothing. Yeah. Well... I'm well underneath that detection. <laughs> but you can sound really cool by saying you have the hoppiest beer ever. I mean, yeah. It's like yeah. the hottest uh, chili pepper ever. So the upside that, to this beer is that I think that there is now a formal upper limit. And all of the people who go, I love hops, can freaking rush out and uh, mm-hmm. try to attempt to drink this beer and then somehow say, nope, totally delicious, dude. I got it. The same way the people who like eat fucking ghost peppers are like, I'm so enjoying yeah. this as tears are streaming down their face because huh. uh, the Mikeller 1000 was fucking atrocious. It was just pure bitter, which is gross. So mm-hmm. I have to imagine this isn't going to be very good either. It's going to be just a giant bitter bomb. It's and, um, getting pretty positive reviews. I don't know. Who wants to go down to Dogfish tomorrow? I don't buy <laughs> I don't buy anything from Dogfish Head fans. They are unbelievably generous to the, to the yeah. brand that they love so much. But uh, uh, yeah, I would be interested in trying a sip. No more. Just a sip. Hmm. I have to imagine it's pretty terrible. I think I'd want something that better. Yeah. yeah, it kind of reminds me of a couple years back when all these different breweries were competing for the highest um, alcohol content beer, mm. highest ABV, and they were pushing it, pushing it using like distillation methods. I forget how high it went up to. Really, it was really, really ridiculously high. high, and they were selling one in a paper bag. I forget there was <laughs> there were all these statements being made, and then everyone realized that it was like kind of an arbitrary yeah. and. Um, not very yeah. like, it like worthwhile shit, sure. kind of challenge. So according to BeerTutor.com, the strongest is by Brewmeister, and it's the Brewmeister Snake Venom at 67.5% yeah. <gasps> ABV. He's in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. And it probably tastes Damn. awful. Like, okay, cool. Tactical nuclear At that penguin. point, just buy whiskey. 
Yeah. I mean, seriously, tactical Poor nuclear thing was like drinking whiskey. It was like a shot. And they served it in like, I think, a four ounce pour. And you just go, mm, yep, delicious. And that was it. And it wasn't too terrible tasting, but it burnt like real alcohol. And I'm like, well, at this point, I might as well go get a nice aged bourbon or something as mm. opposed to going for quote unquote a beer. Mm. And then Ninkasi Brewery sent their ingredients to the moon and back. Mm. Yeah, right. So you can say that you've drunk the, something the, the that yeast, came from the moon. Yeah. That went and came back from the moon, I guess, technically. Moon yeah. <laughs> Extraterrestrial yeast. Although, didn't Dogfish Head put some moon dust into a beer? So moon you could say it oh, yeah. did come exactly. from the moon. That would be an eddy. If you had an eddy with your yeti. Oh, an eddy. <laughs> <laughs> Clear on purpose, right? <laughs> oh, I'd like to have some water bears in my beer. How oh. about it? Ugh. No, thanks. Creepy. Those things look adorable. Creepy. It's yeah. 17,000 microscopic <laughs> units of concretion. Yeah, exactly. They make the face that I, I do when I, I drink the highest IBU beer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Suction cup face. Well, in other national news, let's all raise a glass in celebration. America's breweries now outshine an all-time historic high. So this is actually really exciting that uh, today in America, we have 4,131 breweries breweries open which uh is higher than the milestone reached back in 1873 is the highest of all time Ooh. so we have surpassed more breweries open in the united yeah. states now than at any point in american history pre or post prohibition all right which is pretty exciting yeah is it a bubble uh of course it's been a bubble for 10 freaking years <laughs> oh, wait so more now than there was pre prohibition yep so it's the highest number it's not a bubble then we're we're behind I mean, we have a larger population now, so per capita we have yeah, yeah. proportionally yeah we we're this isn't a bubble at all. We need no. more. Well, that's what I mean. More. Yeah, I don't. They've more. been saying for every year that the craft beer bubble is going to burst more, like and uh, <laughs> they keep opening. So, yeah, the uh, Brewers Association released a press release saying that at the end of November there are now four thousand one hundred forty-four breweries, which is higher than the four thousand one hundred thirty-one, uh, which was the previous max in eighteen seventy-three. Other interesting tidbits were. Uh, breweries, <laughs> there's over two brewery openings a day in the United States, which is Damn. crazy. Uh, 15 states are now home to more than 100 breweries, uh, which are California, Washington, Colorado, Oregon, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, woo, Illinois, Texas, Ohio, Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Indiana. And IPA remains the top style, <gasps> what a shock, by independent craft brewers and can grow faster than any other overall craft category. So that's pretty cool. So back in 1873, to Jesse's point, uh, there were 42 million people, whereas today in 2015, there are 312 million. Oh. So small and independent brewer production was at 8.9 million barrels. Today, it's 22.3 million barrels. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Back in the day, that was one barrel for every 4.7 people in the United States. Now it's one barrel for every 14 people. So we still have a ways to go until we would be more beer per person than back then. We need to drink more. Mm -hmm. So the top beer producing states used to be New York, currently Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, then it was Pennsylvania, which for number two back in the day, third was Ohio. And today it's um, PA followed by California, followed by Colorado. So PA produces 4.1 million barrels and wow. California produces 3.4. Is it all that wow. yingling? Um, <laughs> well, that's, well, we get our categories whether or not yingling is truly craft beer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So we have lots to celebrate today. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Mm. Yeah. 
Pretty awesome. So, Mike, I believe Go you us. had some international well, news yeah, for us. Yeah, my articles are much more banal. But um, so the R two D two fridge exists, and it's worth miss- missing your next car payment for. Woohoo! Let's mm. celebrate. <laughs> the public has always had a fascination with R two D two ever since the original Star Wars came uh, out. Looking like a trash can, but with the attitude of a sassy grandma, it instantly became a part of robot lore. There have been countless toys and reproductions made of the spunky little guy, but now there is a new version. We always loved the many compartments from which a gaggle of devices sprung forth, and there has been more than one person who thought, hey, what if behind one of those doors held a can of frosty beer? Well, now it's true. Hire is now shipping its R2-D2 refrigerator that not only looks spot on, but comes complete with accurate lights and moves with a remote control. Storage capacity is six liters, which is good enough for a six pack. And let's be honest, this is exactly what people are going to store in the prop fridge. <laughs> no one is putting any goddamn celery in there. Uh, you can still pre-order one for shipment in time for the holidays, and the price after the uh, yen conversion is eighty-three hundred dollars. Holy wow. yeah. Jesus God! For a fridge that you can store in a, a six, six pack, pack and in. not much more, yeah. But it rolls up to you. To yeah, your yeah beer. it's remote control yep. operated. Worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was not banal. That was delightful okay, and heartwarming. Well, Thank you. Uh, there is a YouTube link showing it off. Uh, which yeah, it's a very cool in the show notes. Uh, pretty legit. Yeah, it looks really good. Also, there is a $1,000 bottle of beer on the wall, and it makes you look like an ostentatious douche. Sweet. So James Walton, head of brewer of Storm Brewing in British Columbia, has taken out all the stops when it comes to pretentious beer. He took his Imperial Flanders Red, froze it to negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit, and took what still had some viscosity and put it into oak barrels to age for two years. He was so enamored with his creation that he gave it the ultra-luxury treatment. Limited to 10 bottles, each one is, con- uh, each one is contained in hand-blown glass uh, from a local artist, and another artist com- was commissioned to make a special medallion for the bottles, oh. which is made from a mammoth's tooth. Whoa. Yep. There are tasting notes from a writer on Beer Advocate who had it out of the keg. uh, And those who are uh, interested um, but not held up any banks recently can uh, know that you can buy a growler fill. It's $40 for a half liter or $80 for a full liter. So $80 for like a quart. That's quite the markup for uh, the locally blown hand, hand blown glass and yeah. the institute. <laughs> yeah, thousand bucks. Medallion. That's, but uh, now I, get... I know what I want for Christmas. <laughs> a Mastodon, um, what was it called? Medallion. 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 <laughs> Gotta love that alliteration. Mastodon yeah. medallion, please. But I guess it's like for the ultra beer connoisseur snob because uh, he's all about like apparently old age really well. So, yeah, you can buy it in the fancy-ass glass. a mammoth tooth. <laughs> Use it like a conversation piece. It'll survive the next yeah. ice age and yeah. then melt out of the glacier. So, those interested, it's uh, 25% ABV. Color is dark brown, has a nose of raisins, prunes, black cherries, and sherry notes. You have a nose the of prunes. The taste prince. is... A, a, <laughs> Not for the flirtations, guys. The taste is initial we can't sweetness. Have them across each other anymore. <laughs> this is not good. There's a, there's a tang of acidity on the front. Tang. There's, um, um, there's umami notes, prunes, muscat grape, soy sauce, and tannins from the base beer as well as tannins from the barrel combined together to balance the sweetness. Yeah, soy sauce, mmm, sounds good. The mouthfeel is thick with nice legs from the alcohol. It's very sexual. Um, yeah, so. I seriously just feel like a lot of times they just throw flavors against a wall and go, well, these 17 things stuck, we'll call it this. <laughs> He has no idea like if it's going to taste any good. Prunes um, and soy sauce? What the fuck? Yeah. Pay attention when we drink our stouts later. Maybe we'll detect soy sauce. Maybe. Maybe we should do that right now. There's a tang of yeah, acidity in the front. Yeah, let's do it. 
Whoever's weird now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We've got one more section to go to. Mike has a fun little game for us. Uh, okay. It'd be funnier if we had it after drinking a bit, though. I've been drinking. I don't know what you guys are drinking. You wanna, I, I do, okay, we can enough. do beer versus beer first. Let's do that then. All beer right. versus beer. Beer versus beer. Beer versus beer. Let's move on to Bring our next. Bring me the beer, Captain Nida. <laughs> Let's move on to our next segment. Beer versus beer. Dark Side of the Stout Edition. Beer versus beer. Rob select the finest beer to pit in single combat for champion beer. Two beers enter, one beer leaves. So I've always enjoyed Star Wars fandom far more than the actual movies themselves. Don't get me wrong. I love episodes four, five, and about two-thirds of six, but I enjoy that in a world... It's just the Ewoks? It's just the the little Wookiees. Uh, But I enjoy that in a world where it is so clearly good versus evil, and I am delighted at the number of fans who desire nothing else than to be a literal faceless cannon fodder in an imperialistic religious dictatorship. Granted, stormtrooper uniforms are badass in appearance, but to be a mindless drone in what is clearly a genocidal empire has to be hard on the heart and the soul. And yet, deep, man. any nerd convention is not complete without at least a few stormtroopers saluting their dark lord and master, Mr. Vader. In honor of the love of the dark side, Mike, Emily, and I decided to throw down with the dark side of the beers and go with Imperial Stouts, because you know that... The Emperor and Vader would be kicking back with some of these dark brews while whiny little Anakin was sipping wine coolers or Mike's hard lemonade. So let's enjoy the death metal beers. Yeah. All right, who's going first? Am I get, getting them? You can oh, probably yeah. grab all three. Mine's in the bottom thing of the door, <sighs> hidden behind some other bottles of condiments and the like. <sighs> so you brought. But I'm always impressed that you go to like any sort of convention that's got cosplay and it's like, yeah, there's like two dudes in Jedi robes and like 35 stormtroopers. And it's like, really? You wanted to be like the dude who was most likely to get killed immediately, you know? <laughs> the, the inept cannon fodder? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, oh, you're, you're dressing up in a Star Trek uniform and you're going as a red shirt. Like, do you just want to die? Like, do you want to be as meaningless to an episode as possible? Like, what is your problem, man? Well, maybe they thought they were going to be unique, but they didn't understand that they're going to be just like everyone else. Or maybe that's it. If you had two, if you had two Vaders, that'd be an issue. But if you have two stormtroopers, whatever. They, there's a lot of them about. I guess that's true. It's like, oh, so what? You're another stormtrooper. Yeah. Just saying. Where's you, my boyfriend? He's in a stormtrooper. You outfit. could at oh, least maybe this one's it. Be one of the the imperial guard, one of the emperor's guards, oh, and yeah, all the red. Like the red outfits. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. I thought they were awesome. I thought I prefer, when I was a kid and I would play with those Star Wars action figures. I preferred the red ones. Or the awesome like speeder guys on like Endor oh, yeah. with their fucking cool ass helmets. Yeah, I didn't like the way they held them. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I did not intentionally ruin this thing by bringing the single bottle of KBS I have left. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you guys have on Friday? Uh, I don't just remember. Just the one. <laughs> <laughs> I had a flight of I had a flight with five of the beers I had on tap, and then mm-hmm. I got a full pool of the of the KBS because it is so goddamn yeah, good. God, it's, it's so it's better than I remembered. I had two of the KBS, no. and then I got into a very aggressive game of Uno with my sister and uh, Dave Straub. You had one in like a third because you got into an aggressive <laughs> match of Uno with your sister. <laughs> You started drinking it. Well, yeah, I finished it for you. You're welcome. It was hey, glorious. Man, if it's on the table, it's free game. I don't care who paid for it. 
So Emily, tell us about the beer that you selected. Oh, is this the one I selected? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I would like for you to um, feast your taste buds on Oscar Blues 1050 Imperial Stout. Uh, I uh, recently had a, a, a lovely visit to Colorado, and I got to visit the uh, brewery itself. It's much more of a biker bar than I ever expected. Huh. Bicycle really bar? Uh, no. A, really? Biker? Um, yeah, biker. Biker bar. Because um, maybe they're doing oh, that, like, taco and biker. bicycle. It's got I'm some real, <laughs> like, kind of punk rock character to it. Um, and I realized that they have a whole bunch of flagship beers, and then the rest of their beers are total crap. <laughs> this is one of All their right. good beers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> In fact, it's one of the best beers around. And uh, I do love the tagline on the top. Um, big fan of HP Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, on the Potter? top, there's a yes. reference. It says, cross-eyed, cyclopean, can cupiscent. Mm. What's your interpretation of that, Mike? Sounds dirty. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to those first two words again. Cross-eyed, cyclopean, or cyclopean. How can you be cross-eyed if you only have one eye? (gasps) A paradox. Oh, my God. (laughs) You'll only know once you drink some of this. Or do they have to have two of them standing side by side so they can be Don't cross the eyes. Give me your glass. (laughs) Well, I think you become cross-eyed, which makes you a cyclops because you got tunnel vision. Sorry, yeah, Oscar I've had their Bruce. IPA and I really like it. You like uh, the IPA? Dale's Pale Ale? No. Of, of no, Oscar. they actually finally officially came out with an IPA. Oh. And it's not Deviant Tales? <laughs> Isn't that their double whatever right. Oscar Blues is the, supposed to be? Double whatever. But yes, Dale's Pale Ale is phenomenal and, and mm-hmm. Deviant Tales is also quite exquisite. Yeah. Mm. Wait, do they make? Pours like motor oil. The, yeah, Dale's Pale Ale is definitely what the empire was built on. Mm. Good night's um, pretty solid as well. Yeah, good night. What's yeah. the, the Chubb one? Is the Scottish Old beer? Chubb, uh, yeah. Scotch yeah. Very high in alcohol content. Yeah, it's it's so so, but good, solid. We had the good night one of our first dates at uh, Pizza Paradiso. That's right. When you drop, didn't you drop the glass? <laughs> yeah, I think I did. I made, I made a, a joke about good night. It's like yeah, it's time to it was so high say in alcohol. Good night. Yeah. Is that a James Bond reference? No, no. I was just making fun of her because it's high in alcohol. And the smell of this is interesting. I get like almost a meaty smell out of it. Mm, yeah, it is. Hmm. Like bologna or like something. Like a good sausage. Yeah. I'm actually getting a hint of soy sauce in the head. Yeah, actually, yeah, a little soy sauce. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dip my sushi in here. Mm, yeah. Ooh. Unripened boysenberry. Can you make like a uh, 1050 soy sauce uh, reduction? That won't be bad. There's, there's some Ooh. hints of mirin. There's like a spicy kick in there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Coffee flavors. Mm. On the other side of the it's can, it says fun. half baked, fully roasted ale. Like the roastiness is the, overwhelming. Yeah, it's definitely roasty. So, how much coffee do you get, Jesse? Do you get do you get coffee in that? Because they don't they they haven't like added thick. coffee to it. They they did, did, but they didn't. They, I don't believe that they did. But I I mean I really feel like I taste it. Mm-hmm. Or it's so roasty that it mimics so that roast. taste of I think it's coffee. roasty. I don't think it's roasty is, and it's bitter. Coffee. There is like a chocolatey sweetness in there. I don't think they added chocolate again, but I think it's you're just getting that flavor from yeah, the, the dark malt. Yeah, they mm, just Okay. Well, but the, it's tasty. The can also says, this dog will hunt. <laughs> sure. I don't know if that helps you. Sure. Not a terribly huge fan, but uh, not bad. Pack it in. Pack it out. Yeah. Mm. 
Oscar it's Baristas love their cans. I, I would I would do a half of this. It's a big bold beer. I'll yeah. give them that. It's definitely on the style in which we were aiming for this evening. That's for sure. Yeah. It's Boo. got like Acuna. everything and the kitchen sink in it. Because now I'm getting like the strong hop aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Like if you just sit with it for a few seconds, it just really smacks you in the back in the mouth. I just want to blow up Alderaan after this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to use that torture orb. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was, so, that was so weird. <laughs> What's he saying? We have ways. I never saw that torture orb again. Yeah. We have God. ways of making you talk. Many Bothams died to bring you this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that's what Rogue One is about? It's the story about. What's Rogue One? The, the movie after um, Seven. So there's Seven and then a. Seven not, and a half? Kind of. Yeah. And there's Eight and then there's like a eight and a half and then there's nine and then a nine and a half and then they're just going to keep making movies whether they're right. in the original storyline or not wait this so, is going to happen this is going to happen yeah it's already oh. so, production, this so rogue movie. one is going to be i think christmas ish of 2016 hmm. and the story as far as i understand from discussions on the interwebs thus far is it's the story behind the spies who got the death star plans to the princess before episode four starts so they're going back in time in the future. Well, no, no, they're not going back in time. It's just the, oh the my movie God, is I set. Hope so. oh, the movie great. is set in the period of time before episode four. I'm officially worried. Is this a, <laughs> yeah. is this a spoiler? Yeah. Because we know how it's going to end. They, they take the Millennium Falcon and they fly it around the sun. They slingshot it. <laughs> Are there self-tying shoelaces? <laughs> oh, there it is. Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> So what beer do you have, Mike? Oh, that's right. This is a beer podcast. Oh yeah. So tonight it's a Star Trek, <laughs> Star Wars episode with, uh, with with beer. I chose another oldie but goodie, uh, Bell's Expedition Stout. Oh. So it's one of the first, um, especially well known versions of a, a Russian Imperial Stout. I haven't had it in a while, but I remember it being quite good. I think it kind of fits the bill as strong stouts go. I'll give you a little more information in a second. Like oh yeah, because the the Ball Corporation makes almost every aluminum can. No Ooh. kidding, yeah. the Ball Empire is mm. coming up. Yeah, Huge ball. Grab your beer by the ball. Just the name of a company. They make the famous ball those, jar, those canning, canning jars, jars, but they are. also are big into the aluminum can business. Yeah, yeah. the famous canning jars all say Ball on them. Oh. Yeah. It's an iconic brand. Okay. It's because the president literally rubs his balls on every can that goes through the assembly line. <laughs> he just sits there straddling it, just keeps slapping him in the balls. Yep. All right. All right, the expedition stout. Here's a beer that thirsts for travel, holding up impressively under the rigors of any journey. At the same time, it's perfectly content to sit quietly in your cellar, aging and improving while you wait for the moment that seems perfectly appropriate for its consumption. 10.5% ABV, which I think is actually the same as the 1050, yep. hence the name. Uh, yeah, so this was packaged uh, February of this year. I like the smell on this one better. It's it not very doesn't strong. smell like anything to me. A little it's sweeter. Just, yeah, it's, it, it's, I just get a little hint of sweet and a little bit more of, subtle though. Mm-hmm. of malt. It's a beautiful dark color. I love that chocolatey brown head. Ooh. Yeah, definitely a lot more chocolate in this one. Definitely a lot mm-hmm. sweeter. It's clean. Whereas the 1050 is very raw, very motor oil-like. 
This is still very thick, but more like a, a dessert. Yeah, I can definitely see this going really well with. Uh, whereas a ten fifty might go good with a steak, this mm -hmm. will go good with your dessert. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, chocolate this is based a, dessert. This, yeah. this yeah. would this also beer float. If this were like a syrup, you put it over like chocolate cake. Yeah, yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I keep on threatening to make them, but I will make you man cakes with this beer. <laughs> Pancakes with bacon crumbles, and instead of water or milk, you use beer. I feel like this could really uh, work. Why can't one, they be one day? Cakes. Yeah, I know it's your anti-feminist. What? Why yeah. are they man cakes? Why can't they be woman cakes? Well, you, you love bacon. Some, um, you love beer. beer. I'm just yeah, sexist here. <laughs> Emily, lady Landis. cakes. <laughs> I feel like lady cakes have an entirely different connotation. No. <laughs> we can call them patty cakes if you want. Nobody knows what it means. It's provocative. <laughs> well, I feel like I could drink more of this one. Although it's not a light stout. This is this is no, no Guinness. No. It's not an easy drinking sessionable stout, that's for damn sure. Now and there is a bitterness on the end if you let it sit. Not like the other one though, not like the ten fifty. Mm. No, it's not quite blowing your mind, but uh yeah, overall um, much hides better its balanced. Alcohol a lot better, right? Yeah. For sure. Hmm. But it's not cancupiscent. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's not cross-eyed, whatever the fuck that means. Marketing. <laughs> it makes uh, Elaine Bennis' job make a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm just going to pick random words and say those things on a can. So that was tasty. So which Star Wars character does this beer remind you of? The uh, Bells. Oh, gosh. Um, can I say Lando? I was going to say Mace Windu. Hello. So. What, <laughs> hello. What do we have here? <laughs> a princess. No way. I thought you were blind. <laughs> That's on the 50 quotes. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I can see a lot better now. <laughs> I was watching a funny video that was like making fun of Star Wars, but they pointed out the fact that like Leia's in that slave outfit the entire time, but Han completely misses it. Oh, like yeah. everybody else gets to see he never her. sees it. Yeah, everybody else gets to see her half hanging out of, you know, it's going to be a little bikini, except for Han, who's blind. <laughs> oh, poor wah, wah. So, uh, some behind-the-scenes information. <laughs> Lay it on us, Rob. Mm. Apparently, George Lucas convinced Carrie Fisher not to wear underwear while wearing the slave lady outfit because they wouldn't wear underwear in space. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at that point, we had been to the moon, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the astronauts yeah. wore underpants. That's space logic. <laughs> <laughs> that is space fantasy. That is different than science fiction. That, that said... <laughs> Carrie, George Lucas's space fantasy. Well, yeah. That said, Carrie Fisher loved her body at that period of her life and was super happy to be in that outfit like 24-7. Mm -hmm. We loved so. her body, too. Mm -hmm. No, seriously, she did. There's lots of behind-the-scenes footage of her and her stunt double, like, in the outfit, like, sunbathing, because she was just totally loving it. Why the fuck did she have a stunt double in that scene? Because she had to choke out the big guy. Oh, that's not really... Is it hard action? Like, I have no idea. Mysterious. Movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> Actually, a lot of the times they do that where they just have stand-ins to do the lighting so that the, the cast only has oh, to right, pop yeah. in and yeah. actually act and whatnot. Yeah, I think so it it's more been, the boring stuff. Yeah. Like, I want to film the, the back of your head. Gary, go in your trailer sitting. and do coke. It's time for the... You don't get that fantastic for, body by... <laughs> or they need the, to, to shoot the back of her head when that little... Uh, 
hatch. Oh, yeah. It's close up on that, and you can just see a little part of her. Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. That was going to say. Somebody here has to know the name of that. Is, um, I had people. that little figure. I yeah. had I had the whole Job of the Hut thing. I had Job of the Hut. I had the little thing he sits on. I had oh my gosh, I forget the name. The monster. What's it called? The Rancor. The Rancor. rancor. I, had, uh, I had actually rancor. two of them. <gasps> you had two Rancors. I had two Rancors. Where are they now? I had now? the keyboard, the guy. I had the band, the whole band. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I the, love yeah. the guy that plays the keyboard. He's like a cute uh, elephant. What's the name of the band? Oh, I had that. And then that guy who's like uh, who was who was manipulated by um, uh, Max Rebo. Yes. What about that cool dancer? No, I didn't have the dancer. Oh no, no, I had the t- no, no, because that's the new one that, that was the dancer. But I had the uh, the yeah, the whole band. So that include the well, the dancer was I think, not the six. CG dancer, but oh. the actual human dancer that oh. gets no, I didn't have that. What about those uh, pig creatures? The one that dies the, with rancor? A, uh, yes, I did. I had one of them as well. Oh, oh. I had one. Yeah. All right. So Max Rebo does the uh, the band in Return of the Jedi. Who? What is the name of the band in the uh, first movie when they go oh, into the, the cantina? cantina. The it's, cantina it's fucking band? hilarious. I love it. Uh, oh, sh- uh, it's shit. Ever Orbis and his galactic jizz whalers. <laughs> yes, that's right. Those they were called those big like cephalopodic brain people. They were called jizz whalers. Nice. Wow. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking Did when he came up with that name. Did they ever say that though? No, no. that's later <laughs> that's on. That's the universe. Still, shit, man. Was jizz the same meaning it in the seventies? <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty sure. Did they have jizz back in the seventies? <laughs> The answer is no, because how can it be the Millennium Falcon if there was no such thing as falcons in their universe? So, like, what are the odds that they would have a bird of the same species oh, in a galaxy my God. far, far away <laughs> and a long time ago? So I think they reused words, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying. I, I was hanging out with Megan, and she was like, all right, so this new movie, when is this in relation? I was like, well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> far, far away. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. They were all a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. They have their own falcons. Falcons. <laughs> yeah, it, didn't he just like mispronounce it? Oh yeah, that's that's why it was. It's the Millennium Falcon yeah, instead of Falcon. <laughs> Who said that? Um, uh, Indiana Jones uh, says it kind of funny. Uh, where? Han Solo. Han Solo. Well, Harrison Ford. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that either. I, I, I maybe I just, just pay attention the next time. He kind of says it kind of funky. In the, in the first. Falcon. Yeah, when he first oh, meets oh, it. Yeah. Yes, I'm the captain of the Millennium Falcon. Oh. He doesn't, and he doesn't. Al, he's Maybe a bad What was the also, other word that they mispronounced that my sister and you picked up on? Uh, it was yeah. him. I had it when I was growing up, but my mom sold it. Uh, in, the, in the first movie? In the second one. If you're looking for a very good time, hmm. Google search on YouTube Benedict Cumberbatch Penguin because he does not pronounce penguin properly at all. And he had to do uh, voiceover for a documentary <laughs> where he was... Talking about penguins the entire time. Oh, how does he say penguin? Penguin. Oh boy, I bet he does. Penguin. Penguin. Uh, the penguins jump into the water. And look at the penguins <laughs> falling, frolic around for like four minutes. He says penguin over and over and over again. Penguin. In his prissy little British voice. Penguin. And I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but I don't know why they decided to let him narrate that when he says penguin the entire time. And no one stopped and said, sir. It's pronounced penguin. There's a G in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's a well, there is one in penguin, but he's putting it the wrong place. Yeah, crazy. Hmm. But I want to move on to another movie. <laughs> 
a different movie. On this podcast, <laughs> good transition, Rob. Previously, good, good attempt, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I told you about that episode. <laughs> Go on, penguin. So, so my beer selection is from Hopping Frog, and uh, about two years ago, I think at this point, we tried Boris. I remember the Crusher. Oh. And I didn't. And I didn't remember what the hell the B stood for because it was a uh, oatmeal Russian imperial stout. But I didn't know what the B stood for. Well, it stood for bodacious. <laughs> and I was like, "That's hilarious!" And they actually responded to us on Twitter when I asked oh. the question, and they were like, "Ha ha!" They gave us back that answer. But they have a sister beer to Boris, and you'd figure Boris and Natasha. But no, they didn't go that route. They want the true lies route of Boris and Doris, which is oh. Jamie Lee Curtis's code name at the end of that film, which yeah. is kind of hilarious. Oh. Doris and Doris. Yes. So my beer is Hopping Frog's sure. Doris the Destroyer Double Imperial Stout. Mm-hmm. So they say, this extreme double oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout will overwhelm, satisfy, and destroy your taste buds Ooh. like no other. Doris is even darker, hoppier, and stronger than our gold medal winning Boris the Crusher Stout. Dry hopped and first wort hopped with the finest American hops for a great Imperial Stout experience. Enjoy the darkness. So this is also <laughs> 10, okay. 10.5% ABE. Whoa. That apparently seems to be the theme tonight. And, is that just chance? Uh, yes. I'm getting chills. Maybe next time we should have like a, a specific percentage ABV. Oh, God. <laughs> it's hard enough trying to find freaking styles, yeah. let alone anything. <laughs> but yeah, this, so this Something is... Something about that coincidence that makes me feel drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a <my> number. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the big yeah. bottle so we all can enjoy a good large helping thank you of Doris thanks Rob oh, but it has the darkest head by far when I did when excuse I, me this is goddamn motor oil coming yeah. out of the bottle here when it's I just met a Olga brown time, dark brown head to say, would you please say bad luck for moose and squirrel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then when my father met her that was the first thing he said <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even tell him he's like would you I know this is silly, but would you mind saying <laughs> moose and squirrel, moose Bad and luck squirrel, for moose and squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's exactly what I said. Awesome. Did she say? Uh, no, she didn't. Aww. Both times, she didn't. Aww. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bad luck for moose, moose and squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> Ooh. Well. You can smell a lot more of the um, chocolate, yeah. chocolate aromas on that. Yeah. Ooh. Nice thick head on it. So what uh, Star Wars character is this? Uh, oh, Kapow. Wow. It's like it's like if you mix the 1050 <laughs> and the Expedition together. It's like sweet, but it's also very spicy, bold, and... Yeah, but in a way, I want this with vanilla ice cream like more. Mm. Oh no, my I can God. see that. I'm definitely getting some strong balsamic from oh, this. Yeah, actually, it's, it's almost sauce, like it's a balsamic. you know the the 18 year balsamic uh, aged reduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a spicy bite in there. Yeah, but I get like some a sweetness, a stronger chocolatey. Yeah, I think Mike's almost right that if you poured Expedition in 1050, kind of fatty fitty in a glass. And the, yet, I'm loving it. This would age very well. I like this. I think it would get yeah. a little bit smoother. I'm I'm getting a little bit, little bit of a uh, effect from drinking it, and uh, it's just intense. Mm, very intense. Uh, Could yeah. you describe that a little bit more? What is it? What makes that? Uh, is that? Is it a flavor? Is it a texture? Is it a? 
Honestly, I think the alcohol comes on too strong on this beer. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that, that would age yeah. out really well. It would mellow. It's kind of like a vodka it would drink. Blend of, better. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't get as much of a bitter note on the finish. Like it doesn't really linger there as much as the other beers, which is, is nice. But you're right. There is sort of like a, almost like a peppery kick to it. Yeah. Um, that really is sort of, I mean, not off-putting. I think it cuts the sweetness. Otherwise, I think it'd be yeah, like a very be chocolatey sweet. beer. Whew. But I think if you could drop, not that that's their intention, but if they could drop this down to like maybe an eight percent beer, which or make it at least taste like it's an eight percent beer, then that would be super phenomenal. Mm. Well, I think that's what we thought about the Boris. Like we, yeah. I remember loving it, and this just kind of takes an extra step for those you know crazy diehards. Mm-hmm. It was like all of twelve dollars for a bottle, so maybe wow. I'll grab a couple and throw them in the basement. Yeah, oh that, yeah, that's the fun the, you part. should. Yeah. This would age really well. Um. Maybe in uh, like Christmas 2016, we could uh, be holding this one up and compare it to our experience. Yeah, good stuff. But I guess it's not really up to us to decide which is the best or the favorite or the combination of two. It's up to Jesse to decide which is the best of beer versus I'm beer still, versus I'm beer. I'm still thinking. I have both. Of them, I have all three of them in glasses right now. All right. Jesse's over there sipping away. I'm, I'm still. Just give me a moment. I'm still. I'll give you a moment. While we give you a moment, how about we play a little game? Sure. So, so you've had trivia with Johnson. You know his British slang, sex act, or both. Ooh, we're gonna more. we're gonna play Star Wars ship. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of the piggy on. creatures? On, <laughs> Did Sarlacc awaken? Go on. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play Star Wars ship, beer, or both. So I'm gonna give you a name. You're gonna tell me if it's the name of a Star Wars ship, a beer, or maybe it's both. So we're gonna start out with an easy one. Uh, namaste. Um, beer. Okay, Rob says beer. Yeah, agree. I mean, I know it's a beer. But <laughs> I don't know if it's a Star Wars ship. We've all enjoyed it. Oop, let me go back into editing mode. Okay, you've all said beer. <laughs> what are you doing? You're cutting off my hand. <laughs> I dropped the bottle. You were correct. That was my lightsaber. We're all correct. <laughs> no one's paying attention. All right, it's going faster. Wing, wing Walker. Not beer. <laughs> Star, so ship, beer, or both? You say ship. I'm gonna go with ship. Ship. You are all wrong. It's both. just name of a beer. Oh really? Nope, just name of a beer. I've never had Fucking that. Christ. All right, slave one. Oh, that's definitely it. Oh wait, beer. Are we talking about homebrews? <laughs> no, homebrews do not count. Okay, then just ship. What did you beer. Say, you said beer. Beer. You do know it's the name of a ship, too, though, right? No, I'm just... That's why I said beer. Slave One? Slave One. Boba Fett's ship. Boba Fett's ship, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. What? He, he right. didn't have a ship. He did. Yeah, Boba he did. Fett, he flew he, away off Cloud yeah. City with... Uh, yeah, he just had that McCartney. thing on his back. No, no, no he had oh, a ship. Oh, that's what he loaded Emily. Han Solo up onto. We're like the trash. Like we just iron. drift away. <laughs> and he got followed in no, Slave One. No, it looks like that iron thing. Like, you like you would like put, take it and you would like iron your clothes with it. I got flying and then it Oh, and it kind of travels at an angle. Yeah, aesthetically, it's I like the ugliest ship ever. I feel that's Slave One. That's yeah. also in the video games. It was extremely underpowered. But yes, it is just the name of a ship. Will you because be Slave Two? There is a Slave Two. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did look up. Like, and that's the problem with the Untap because I was trying to use that too. But yeah, they, they allow homebrewers to do it. So yeah, yeah you can find so. the name of anything. So <laughs> all right, let's sure. go. They allow homebrewers to name it. <laughs> what a shit show! All right. Home. Until, until Lucas sues you for using Slave yeah. One as your beer name. Oh. All right. Home One. Or is it Disney now? <clears throat> ship. 
Home one. Hmm. Well, now I'm going to go for a beer. Beer. Nope, just Emily. Home one was the name of the giant uh, calamari cruiser that I believe Adam uh, Ackbar was on. Oh. I was a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, that guy with the weird, like, jaws that I hung out with. Oh, um, the Millennium Falcon with the Lando. Uh, <laughs> Nub or something was his name. Wow. Yeah, right. I think I had that character, too. I'm sure you didn't. Oh, I was helping a friend clear out his basement, and there was a full Millennium Falcon in there. It had, uh, there was, it was a Chewbacca, there was a Han Solo, there was a couple different Lukes, and then there was the Darth Vader, <laughs> his his ship, and there was a Darth Vader inside. It was pretty awesome. Do you guys know how to draw? No. No. You should draw, draw Star Wars stuff. I don't stuff. know. Let's just have a free draw. You're banned. <laughs> Forever. What? Free draw? Let's just okay. have a free draw? Yeah, All right, like a no. free draw. Continue, like, Mike. The next one is... Fan drawing. Yeah, go on to the next one. What? You are I'll, out of the podcast. Slave three. Memory's here to say the fucked up shit. <laughs> We're, uh, Me too. Are we Send your hate mail to uh, <laughs> Emma Landis, care of the Blind Tiger Podcast. Sex slave. Come on. No. Commentary. So, no. All right, the next one is, I always thought it was Executor, but I guess it's Executor. Uh, you always thought. So it's either... It's so, a ship. Uh-huh. I know it's executor, a ship. Executor, like mm-hmm. of a will? Yeah. I want to say both. I I'll say beer. And Rob is right. <gasps> executor is the name of the Superstar Destroyer. That, uh, Never heard of it. That guy's on Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> that guy only the most well maybe Yoda would you know be the most guy. iconic really you want beer the one uh, with the cape the one with the cape and the yeah, anyway why does he have a cape like what's he doing with that yeah. cape I love this he's got like, it keeps him warm have he's you got superpowers cool chain that holds it on if you're the fucking badass of the dark side of the force in control of the imperial guys you wear a cape it's just what you do Lando hey, Calrissian has a cape hey, too yeah yeah <laughs> choking sound Force choke doesn't work, especially not on an audio medium where no one can see what you're doing. Force choke. Can you imagine instead of like doing choke like that, he went like this. <laughs> squishing your head. I'm squishing like, your head. Anyway, what did he, like, he? He didn't have to do such like serious motions. He could just do like cute things. <laughs> you can't tell, but we're making little cute like hand gestures, gesticulations here. Yeah, I have something to be Tiny like. Tiny violin. Tiny violin. <laughs> Cut it out, and then like a ghost flying across the room. <laughs> it's like. Three snaps. <laughs> wow. Was that Gay Vader? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Has anyone, got a few more colors. Has anyone made like a super gay Star Wars musical? Because I would love that. I mean, I would spend all of my money on that. Did you ever see the uh, YouTube clips of like Star Wars, how it should have been? It's like an animated thing. They, how it should have ended? How, yeah, something yeah. like that. Or how, how it should have been. It's like Vader when he like learns that he has a daughter. He like freaks out. He's like, "Oh my god, I have a daughter! That's fantastic! Ooh, I can't wait to tell everybody!" And then like, so starts running around. Like, yeah, it's good. Oh, that's nice. Aww. Happy Vader. Yeah. All right, Headhunter. Uh, <laughs> okay, Emily, what is beer? Beer. Beer. Yeah, I'm gonna go with beer. You're all wrong. It's both. Fuck. It's both. Uh, so, Aren't Headhunter we all right? by Fatheads, and also the Z95 Headhunter, a famous ship of the. Books that are no longer canon. Wah, wah. All right. Yeah, anyway, they're no longer canon. 
should we should corner Julia to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, see, she would get all these. See, I don't read any of the extended universe crap. I just yeah. watch the movies. So I actually donated all of her Star Wars books, three boxes worth. What the fuck? Yeah. Probably were, without her will. Well, well <laughs> it was her with her blessing because she wouldn't come back and take them. Uh, that's what sisters do. Her sheer neglect caused me to donate them to charity. So others might enjoy them. Because she borrowed some necklaces, perhaps, or some earrings. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things I left behind in my parents' house. The Star Wars books were not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> they came with me. All right. Golden Bolt. Ooh. Beer. Uh. <laughs> Ship. Emily? My answer's Stan. <laughs> All right. Rob's the only one right. That is a beer. I'm always getting that all wrong with the first one. <laughs> All right, Lady Luck. Oh, both. Luck be a lady tonight. Ship. Ship. Jesse and Emily are correct. Oh. Lady Luck was the name of Lando Carissian's pleasure cruise. Of uh, yeah. course. I knew that, but I didn't know. There's no beer called Lady Luck? No, I actually looked that. I thought there would have been, but Holy no, there's no beer. Yeah, so any brewers out there, jump on that shit right now. Yeah, there's nothing holding those legs down. Careful there. All right, we just got a couple more. And by couple, I do mean couple, too. All right, Houndstooth. Ooh, both. Um, isn't that something that is like a pattern? Beer. Beer. Jesse is correct. It is both. Yeah! Ah. Oh. Houndstooth oh. is the name of a beer by some random brewing company. Plus, it's also the name of Bors... I, Brask's ship? I don't know. He's one of the bounty hunters that, yeah. you, that you see oh. at the end. All right, and last but not least, Devil's Spear. Devil's spear. Beer. Spear. Ship. Rob and Jesse are yes. correct. I just yes. said that to be different. Slave It sounds four. like it'd be the name of a ship, ah. but it's not. So we got one, two, three, four, five for Rob. Wow, Woo-woo. you've been you've been adding these up? Three. One, two, three, four for Jesse. Very close. And we have three for one, Emily. One, two, three, three for Emily. <laughs> so Rob, despite shitting all over the canon or the non-canon, canon, thank uh, you, J.J. Abrams, for shitting all over like seventeen books that people have read and liked. Yeah, in one fell swoop. It's like millions of voices cried out and were suddenly silenced. Doesn't uh, that make him the emperor? Yeah, pretty much. But yes, very good. Uh, I just, Librarians right. everywhere are just happy you're reading. All right, so. That's going to turn it over to Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Jesse Clark, to decide which of the beer choices. Least Rob's. Really? I don't like that. There's something kind of syrupy at the end that I don't care for. Hmm. Fair enough. um, That I think Mike's is a little sweet. I'm going for Emily's. Oh, wow. I like that. I like like the the most flavor. That's my first beer versus beer win. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, congratulations. uh, Ow. How do you like them apples? (laughs) It was... (laughs) <laughs> For the listeners at home, Emily just pounded her own chest while screaming. How do you like? How do you like dem apples? Yeah, yeah um, them crab apples. Them. Oh. <laughs> My baby bees. Woo! Just playing that Um Yeah, so I thought it was close between Mike and Emily. Uh, it was just I didn't just, care yeah, about that sweetness. sweetness yeah. Didn't yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I thought the sweetness would have been been my edge, but I think it was the, that roasted. It wasn't coffee, but it was that roasted mm. flavor I liked. Hmm. Uh, I think it's worth a moment just to bring it back to Guinness because I have been kind of impressed with that brand, like all over again. It's like falling in love all over again. Honestly, like the need for a sessionable, uh, uh, sorry, stout 
is is there you know it's like 10.5 you know when you commit to a stout you're like oh like maybe a half you can't go all in when you get a guinness you know you can have like a couple you can really enjoy it you've got great flavor and yet it's light it's got that creamy texture that is so fun to drink it fills this niche and people love it i mean it it, it once you're yeah. once you're hooked it's hard to move but on where's the fun in that people <laughs> want, people want their stouts dark thick and get you fucked up i mean well you know it's like it's nice weather for ducks kind of beer you know yeah. it, it's great if you're on a godforsaken island where it <laughs> rains 11 out of 14 days and you want that like warm you up kind of dark beer experience but mm. you don't really want to commit to a 10.5 percent right. It is hard to sample these beers. Like, I really wanted to try them when I was at, like, either Hunger and Thirst or the Fridge. But Jesus Christ, yeah, when they're all, like, 10 and a half or above, I mean, they're, they're coming out like, 16, 17, 27% beers. It's like... Well, texture-wise, you're also sacrificing something. Like, you don't get that light, airy creaminess with the Guinness that you do get. You, when you drink it, it's like dancing on your tongue. Whereas mm. with these, it's more triacally. Yeah, and I kind of like that with some beers. I mean... There's a time and a place. Why not add some peanut butter? Hmm. Ooh, well, that's for another day. Um, no, I, I, I'm glad though we went heavy stouts. I don't think we've ever done that before. We've done like coffee stouts, I think, before. But I wanted the uh, punch you in the we face, do- Dora style yeah. beers. We should um, <clears throat> we should have a home brewing with uh, coffee and beer competition. Oh. Maybe in March. I don't know. Uh, sure. Really? So we'd have to go procure fancy ass coffee, and then we have to brew it. Yeah. Oh, wait, okay. Add it to the homebrew as you see fit. I would just fill a five-gallon jug with coffee beans and then pour my beer into it to ferment so that it's pretty much just coffee. That's or just give Jesse a pot of coffee. Here's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much. Here is coffee, Jesse. Yeah, the question is how much, how much bitter do you want? Do you, like, do you cold brew out the bitter and then all have it super it. smooth? Jesse wants all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I recently uh, I had to resist the urge to uh, lambast the uh, local trivia host who we are not friends <laughs> with who oh. went on a crazy freaking libertarian rant on Facebook the other day oh, yeah. about how we need to buy from local artisanal craftsmen because that's the way the word works and that people are stupid for not basically shopping at his shop and I wanted to point out to him that he buys fucking Guinness and Jameson which are two of the most mass-produced alcoholic beverages in the world and if he was going to argue that everyone should buy his product of choice because it's made as made through a superior way by a local craftsman that perhaps he should do the same thing with the alcohol that he consumes. Um, oh. Is, does that bother you about Guinness? No, it doesn't Is bother it too me. Mass but if produced? you're going to go on a rant about how like only local small business craftsmen should be the, the places that you buy stuff, you can't then turn around and say, I drink Guinness almost exclusively yeah. because that is pretty wildly hypothetical. When I was in Ireland, uh, our Irish guide kept on talking about how Guinness was beloved as a brand because it was a great company to work for. He hmm. said, when you got a job with Guinness, you had a job for life. And they were well known for, for, for providing excellent benefits and workplace culture. So people loved to work for them. They made great beer that was like the backbone of the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, the bar on every corner. Mm-hmm. There, there was all this positive local feeling surrounding it. I couldn't help but start to buy into that, I guess. I have the exact opposite reaction with Rogue. I've read mm. enough um, Reddit slash 
r slash beer posts of people saying that they used to work for rogue and that yeah um they were mistreated or they would come on brew for a while and be like ready to become like a brewmaster and then rogue would fire them and hire like another up-and-comer saying we just want to keep you cheap and work long hours and say eventually you'll be able to and then just kick you out and keep recycling and I read enough of those posts that I'm like, I'm never buying a rogue beer again. Mm-hmm. Like until I start seeing posts that say, no, rogue's a great place to work for. I just can't justify buying dead guy ale, even though it's delicious. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to support a place that treats, treats its workers like shit. Especially when there's so many brewers out there, breweries that treat their workers really nicely. You know, hmm. I hate to talk smack, but I've heard horrible things about the people that own tired hands. Really? Mm-hmm. That sucks. Cause really? the beer is really heard? good. <laughs> No comment. What have you heard? <laughs> you can talk off the record and uh, well, I, I was just at the brewery and everything was kind of subpar except for a couple beers. How about that? Interesting. I've never visited. I've just spoken to a formal, former employee mm. who now works for Great Divide. Mm. Oh, well, that's no, Great Divide. Mm-hmm. But we were at the, the thing at the fridge where all the beers I thought by Tyra Hands were amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then I was just at their whatever, their brewery or their, their small little tasting house or whatever yeah whatever that is i think there were maybe two beers that were good and Mm. there was one beer that was like this is interesting i think it's disconnected from the brewing like i I don't think it's actually Uh i think it's you know brewing versus management in terms of their brewing style i've uh, when i went to that tasting all of their beers had the same hue and i was like clearly this is the same wort with with like different hops and treatment and I wasn't very impressed. And since then, I've had a lot of great experimental beers from them. And I'm kind of starting to love the fact that they're always changing and giving their beers ridiculous names. And the spirit of innovation is like strong. The yeah. They're not committing to one beer. Everyone wants something new and changeable. Like, we haven't gotten to the point yet. I, I'm sure Rob hasn't, where you're like, yeah, give me, give me, give me my old favorite. Give me that <laughs> give, give me my grapefruits culpin. <laughs> All the time. But no, I used to go into, um, I used to eat lunch at Rumpel Bruskin's like every Friday, and I'd go in, and I was known as the Dale's Pale Ale guy. I'm pretty sure the only reason I got Dale's Pale Ale was because I came in every Friday mm. and I had two with lunch. It is so good. Um, and yeah, fantastic beer. Loved it. But the moment they started adding more craft beer stuff, I was like, yep, 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 trying I'll take that, whatever. Trying that, and, um, Depends on my mood. Yeah, it does really depend on my mood. And even if the fridge has grapefruit sculpin, which arguably may be my most favorite drinkable beer. Really? I'm, I'm going to pick all... Oh, my God. Yeah, that beer Mike was at the uh, Wheatland Distributors the other week, and now it's very common. Like, it's very accessible. They always have a case there. And since the season's changed, I'm like, nope, it's my, it's my warm weather beer. Like... Let's take a pass on it. Wait like until the, the next season. Sculpt. I like the regular sculpted more. It's. I don't. I like that little. I would almost citrus. pass on the grapefruit. You are uh, insane. I mean, I like the regular sculpted more myself too. Yeah. It's what? not that I don't like the grapefruit. It's just I. It's like the grapefruit. It's like eh, I feel like I'm missing out. It's I'm like it's like you guys don't the understand the joy of life. It's like yeah. I'm missing out on life. Like I was like I could have had an amazing experience if you just didn't have this grapefruit. Right. <laughs> and so it's more like it may have been like a great a good beer a very good beer but i it, it's not the great beer it could be otherwise well mm. i know what i'm not giving you guys for christmas i was thinking about making another batch of limoncello and then i had the great Ooh. idea of making it with grapefruit instead of uh lemon rinds yeah. uh so it would be like a grapefruit cello grapefruit, yeah grapefruit well, limoncello. violoncello <laughs> go on <laughs> Well, it's weird because I'm not a huge fan of grapefruit, but I love grapefruit sculpin. I just think that it, it adds a citric note to that beer that is just phenomenal. But, Word. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I really joked and say that I'm very polyamorous when it comes to beer. Like, I mm-hmm. I might be in love with you this week, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be in love with you next week. And uh, I'm always trying new stuff. And I think it's great. And I think it's great to have that sort of um, experimentation there. Like, I was talking to Janina Tibidat, our friend who was up from Atlanta. And, she, and uh, her dad works out at the YMCA. And him and his buddies popped into the fridge, which is, like, literally right there. Yeah. to grab a beer and they went up to the front and they said we'll have three miller lights please and of course the, the clientele there were like or the the employees there like laughed at them and said we don't we don't serve miller light and basically provided them a light ish beer from the drink and they have gone back like every week after workouts to experiment and try new beers and it's like that's exactly what you want someone who went in and goes i only drank one thing i was always miller light always miller light and now they're trying a whole bunch of crazy crap and it's like that's great because then you get to zero in on what you really truly love not what you thought you liked because there were three options to pick from and you picked the one that offended you the least. And I also like that it's very subjective. Like, I totally respect anyone's opinion on beer. Until a moment ago when I said I didn't like grapefruit skull. Yeah. <laughs> no, she just said she doesn't understand the joy of life. That doesn't mean that she dis- Jesse, disrespect I your I even opinion. respect your bullshit opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and I have since second grade. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, it's so subjective and it always strikes me as, as such. It's like, if you like something, really uh, hone in on why you like it, uh, the qualities of the beer, um, you know, would you drink it again? Will you come back to it? Um, are those qualities present elsewhere? I don't know. It's just, it's a whole window into uh, brewing, especially yeah. if you want to replicate well, those qualities in a good beer. That's so interesting. And I'm sure some brewers and their upper management are probably frustrated as shit because that's what they want is they want someone to like stick with their thing. But like beer drinkers are polyamorous. We like bouncing around. It's not that we don't like your beer. It's just there's so many other options. Let's give them a try. Yeah. And that's almost why I think there, there is kind of like a bubble because it's like, we might not still be at the peak production barrel wise, but there each brewery is putting out a lot more, I think, different kinds of beer than they did back in the day. Well take, take. I think I've I have i have personally been drinking a lot more beer yeah. lately. Oh, yeah. And as more people do that, then it supports the increase in breweries. Um so as more people go away from as we were hearing the story about Miller Light, as people more as people go away from that, they will go into this polyamorous state of beer drinking and they will continue, you know, so the more people who are in that polyamorous state and drink, I don't want polyamorous, how about you just drink craft beer mm. and you drink, you know, a variety of styles, I think, as, as that increases, then it supports the, the increase in breweries, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think about things like, going back to the local thing, like St. Boniface, like they used to be on the fridge tap list, like maybe, you know, every month, every other month or so. And now it's like with... You know their tired hands deal and everything else, mm, and just like mm-hmm. fighting to bring in the, edged the, out. You know, the biggest and newest. It's like, I mean, they're starting to get a lot more Hill Farmstead too, like Hunger and Thirst is. I get the oh, same impression they, with a lot of local breweries. The Hill Farm, yeah, they had some today. They did. They had the Dorothy. Oh, I did like the Dorothy. The dot. Eh, it was good at the. It was good when we had it at the uh, dinner, the brunch, but the one they at the fridge was like off. Oh. It was like very sour and not as smooth as i remember it so i almost wonder if there was like a, a yeast issue because huh. huh. i got some like salt water notes too yeah. it's like salt water and sour cherry and it's just like it was kind of off well replicability is a real issue like i was thinking about hot slam the first time i tried it oh. i was like i 
am in love. Like I was just there's a beer that changes splooging yeah. all over the place that's for that beer. And, and then the next year when it came back, I was talking it up and then I tried it and I was like, oh, it's a pretty good IPA. It was like that magic was yeah. lost. Yeah, that's so our podcast started after that first that first iteration of it. Mm-hmm. So I heard like, oh, hop slams coming out. Uh, we got hop slam here. Oh yeah, we did we did hop slam. I remember that episode. It's like, oh right, this is gonna be year. awesome. And, yeah. and Lagunitas beat out. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Lagunitas yeah. sucks. Yeah, and right. I think it was unanimous that we were all like, yeah, yeah, sucks is better. It's, it's it was kind of incredible. It's and that's why I don't really get excited about it anymore. Although this year was actually really good again. Well, that's why beer is like art. Hmm. Depends Explain. on sh- changing tastes, mm-hmm. and it also depends on the conditions in, w- in which it was made. It, well, that's been the fun sure. experiment that we've had every April, where we have Jesse go back and try the first beer that he ever tried in the podcast, yeah. and he tries Arrogant Bastard. In the first year, he was like, "Throw a gopher, scratch this off my tongue." And the last couple of years, he's been like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." But maybe that'll change. Maybe then, like yeah. once you have even more beer, you'll be like, "No, actually, this beer really isn't like, that this good." Could be- Not because I can't. Stand it, but just because it's not that good a beer. Yeah. Hey, do you guys want to go on a distillery tour of Scotland? We can go to the island of Isle. Pretty sure I heard. Do you guys want to go on an alcohol tour of Scotland? That's it for today's show. Thanks for joining us as we get way too drunk on way too strong stouts. Apparently, ten. Ten and a half ABV times three is pretty brutal. With uh, some ten point three times three, it's pretty brutal. Uh, anyway, join us next week where we get Emily shit faced on shots and beers. Yeah, and then listen to how coherent and non-slurring of her speech she is. Thanks for listening, and of course, keep on drinking. And may the force be with you. That's today's show. For more information on today's podcast... Yeah, so people listen... I was mentioning this, Rob. People listen to music when they do work, when they're doing a lot of work. I have movies on TV shows. I just put it on, like, all of X-Files. I'll just let it go on Netflix. I at least approve of the decisions that you're making for stuff in the background. My friend Vic or... Yeah, I'm calling you out, Vic. used to watch Gilmore Girls. Wait, we're recording. On repeat. Yeah, you see that? We actually haven't started the episode yet, so this could just be filler for pre- or post-episode. But yeah, Vic would be able to, like, quote, like... Easily quote any Gilmore Girls episode almost verbatim because he watched a fuck ton of Gilmore Girls in the background. So, so I bet he's going ape shit that they're bringing it back. Uh, didn't even know that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Mike it back. excitedly filled me in on mm-hmm. the fact that Gilmore nice. Girls is coming back. Yeah. 